0: A note to our listeners, the following episode contains a true crime story. While this is a lighthearted show, we want to make sure that everyone understands that there are real victims behind these stories and people whose lives have been tragically affected by acts of violence. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome, dearies, to the very first episode of The Scary Godmothers Podcast, the podcast where we are your scary godmothers, whether you wished for us or not. Every week, we shall regale you with stories of true crime cases, haunted places, and generally bizarre shenanigans happening around the world. As we get into our hijinks, we will be indulging in snacks and treats we've never tried before, and we will give you an honest review, because scary godmothers never lie. Or do we? I foresee a lot of cheap wine in our future. So buckle up, buttercup, because this is the start of our wicked adventure together. I'm your scary godmother Mal, and I'm your scary godmother Dill. This week's snack is soft strawberry licorice twists from Trader
0: Joe's. Bippity boppity boo, bitches, let's go. In this week's tale, I bring you along to hear a wild case, and this one took me down a rabbit hole. But before we do, let's try out our snack. All right,
1: we got our strawberry licorice twists. Okay, so sniff test. (laughs) They <laughs> like, smell like stra- like fake strawberry. They smell like fake strawberry, and they feel like erasers. You put it in your mouth already? I put can... it in my mouth already. Oh, God. It's hard to bite
0: it. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Before you guys hear us chew, let's pause it.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not bad, but... It's a little late for them not to hear us chew. They already heard us chew. It's fine. It They're...
0: tastes like a more... Softer and bigger version of Twizzlers, but like somehow I
1: think it's tougher.
0: Somehow healthier. I don't Cause know. It's from Trader Joe's. I think so. It's in, flavored with other natural flavors, but so like I don't know. I don't hate it though. I really don't hate it. No. I think I could snack on this. Mm, pretty good. All right. Yeah. You Wait, good? I'm chewing. Chew more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I did not think um, cases like this existed, like maybe I just never read up on it, um, but this, like when I when I read it, I went down a rabbit hole and I was like, I have to, have to discuss this case with you. I have to tell you about it. So Tell me you, all about it. <laughs> so are you ready for this? Like the title of it? Probably not, but let's go. <laughs> we gotta do the drum roll. So <laughs> this is the case of the state of Orissa versus Ram Bahadur Tapa, a.k.a called the murder of ghosts. Now I did not come up with that title because I'm not creative <laughs> but the powers that be within the internet told me that's the name and it's a bomb ass name so I just went with it. Okay, the Murder of ghosts. It's yeah. powerful. I like it. Okay. It is. So um, before we start I might not get all the names right. Um, my accent's a little off like every you know just so bear with me is basically what I'm saying. I'm barren. So, <laughs> so this twisty story starts off in the Indian state of Arisa now known as Odisha, in a village known as Ras Govindpur in the Balasore district. Now, those might just be words out there, you know, that I just said. But for the geography nuts out there, Odisha is a state in the west of India. Okay. It neighbors West Bengal to the north and Telangana to the south and has a coastal border along the Bay of Bengal.
1: I'm saying, okay, like I understand what you're talking about. I'm
0: directionally challenged. I'll put some pictures on Insta with the map, like Google Maps so people can see because um, it's really cool. I love geography. Um, This girl does not. She's bad at it. She's really bad at it. So anyway, back to the story. So here lies an abandoned aerodrome. And yes, I'm saying that right. Okay. And don't all great stories start with abandoned places. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So an aerodrome Is a location from which aircraft flight operations take place, regardless of whether they involve air cargo, passengers, or neither, and regardless of whether it is for public or private use. Again, I did not know this off the top of my head. Wikipedia told me this. (laughs) Um, So basically, when you like Google what an aerodrome is, it's like a smaller airport field, which can or cannot have like supporting buildings. So... This particular aerodrome was no longer used for airport operations and was just the property of the Indian government, and they had put up the land for sale. So this aerodrome is like a large field. Like, imagine acres. Like, it's not small. Um, And it just, you know, it has, like, you know, plants, and, like, it's just overgrown. Like, it Mm -hmm. used to be uh, a smaller airport, but it's no longer used. Okay. Anyway, this field also has several like footpaths connecting it to different villages in the surrounding area again the picture i will put up um, on instagram for reference so the people that live in the surrounding villages have a very strong belief in the supernatural they do not cross the aerodrome at night um or if they do cross they don't go alone because of the ghosts that haunt the paths so the local legend is um that there's like ghosts that haunt the paths that um that cross the aerodrome Mm -hmm. And they come out on Tuesday and Saturday nights. I don't know very why. Specific. Yeah, I don't know why it's mainly those nights, but it's very important to the story. Okay. So, now, again, the land is for sale, right? So, the firm of Chatterjee brothers sent their best men, Jagat Badu Chatterjee. I am not saying that name right at all. My boy Jagat. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. And his Nepali servant, Ram Bahadur Tapa. Again, not saying that right, um, from Calcutta, to take a look at this property and see if they wanted to buy it. Um, It was kind of conflicting on how long they actually stayed there. Some source said that they um, lived there for six months, so I guess it was like a long stake out of the land Mm -hmm. um, thing. But anyway, They're taking their time. They're taking their time, yeah. So anyway, the whole story starts on the fateful night of May 20th, 1958. Can you guess what day that was?
1: 19,
0: no, I don't know. What, what was it? It was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Very true to form. Tuesday. Okay. So, a Chandra Mahaji stopped by the tea stall of Krishna Chandra Patro. So, you guys got to remember these names. I will okay. try to make like a... Krishna, okay. Yeah, really like a list of people who were involved. But anyway, a Mahaji stopped at the tea stall of Patra. Patra was the guy that was housing our Calcutta visiting friends, Jagat and Ram. Right? So, Maji mm-hmm. asked Patra to let him stay the night because he did not want to go back to his village of Telekundi at night because he would have to cross the aerodrome. Okay. And again, the aerodrome is
1: haunted. haunted. Yes. Especially on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yes. So and this was
0: that night. Gotcha. So, this is when Jagat and Ram had the brilliant idea of like, hey, we should offer to take this guy home and see if we can spot ghosts along the way. They did not talk like this, I bet, but that was pretty much like the vibe of the place, right? Okay. Like... He, they were not being nice to this guy. They were just like, oh, like this is an excuse and we'll see some ghosts. So reluctantly, Patro said, okay. So the men, Jagat, Ram, Patro, escorted Maji back to his village. And on the way back, while passing through a section of the aerodrome called Camp Number 4, they saw ghosts. Okay. So more specifically... All three men saw like a flickering light at a distance of about 400 cubits from the pathway. I'm now, bad
1: at measurements. I have no
0: idea what that is. So I was, that's my next point. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so I was like, for all of us out there that don't know what a cubit is, it is actually an ancient unit of length um, based on the length of the forearm from the elbow to the tip of the middle finger, and it okay. is usually equal up to eighteen inches. So if you're from like a Daisy household or like you that's know, like you, that's how you. It's measure. the measurement. It's like that, or like the, the space between, between the, the thumb finger. and the, the index, index finger. finger. But basically, that's what a cubit is, you know? Mm -hmm. Helping you all out with this knowledge that I've gathered.
1: Okay, so relatively close,
0: then. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's relatively close. Um, I don't know how many inches that would be, but, like...
1: A lot. A lot.
0: (laughs) But, like, not too far that they couldn't see. So, anyway. It's a windy night. So, on this windy night, the men spotted this flickering light and saw apparitions moving and dancing. And the men were convinced it was a willow-of-the-wisp. Now a willow of the wisp um is actually like a phantom light that hovers in the wilderness um and it lures travelers away from the beaten path and they're actually reported all over the world and have many different names okay so it's like a scary so it's like just seeing like a phantom light and it's usually spotted by uh travelers and it's just you know doing its thing and usually it like lures you in a place of like where you don't know where you're going anymore Mm -hmm. makes you lost or whatever but it's actually the will of the wisp is like the general name of it but they have different names in every and they're actually found all over the world in so many cultures and so many like um reports i guess Mm -hmm. so anyway seeing this light and apparitions dancing freaked all of them out but our eager beaver ram ran ahead with his quirky a quirky if I'm saying that right, is a type of machete, and he just like started attacking the ghosts. <laughs> like the other guys ran after uh, ran after him, but in the chaos, Patro, who was with him, also got injured, like over no. the head, like like, and the like. There was shouting, there was chaos, there was crying, there was like a lot of things were happening, but Ram did not stop. Only once, like. Everybody, like, I guess... You know when you reach a point in the chaos where, like, it, you finally look down? Yeah. Um, only then did he stop. And he stopped and he looked down at what he had done. The ghosts, and I'm using air quotes here, um, that Ram attacked were actually women from the neighboring villages. No. Who had gathered under the Mohau tree with a hurricane lantern to gather Mohau flowers. No. Yes. So, unfortunately, the victims in this bizarre attack are a Gaili Mahajiani, a Ganga Mahajiani, and a Soneri Mahajiani. And again, I'm not saying these names right at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also Patro, who, you know, got like almost bludgeoned. (laughs) Um, So, only Gaili was actually murdered while the others were like severely injured. So, Ram was charged and the first judge had actually acquitted him. However, this decision was appealed. And the reason why this case is like so interesting is like, just like everything that happened afterwards during the trial and like the justification used from both sides. I just thought it was like fascinating to go down this path. So during his like appeals trial, Ram Ram was once again charged with the murder of Gailey and having caused grievous hurt to the others. What is interesting that the prosecution was not arguing criminal intent. They actually acknowledged that his state of mind to be that that he was thinking like he was attacking ghosts and not humans. So they, they weren't like, oh, he did it out of malicious or malicious intent or whatever. Um, they were arguing that he did not qualify for acquittal under the newly minted um, like Indian penal code under section 79 because he did not act with due care and attention. So what does that mean? Well, basically during the witness testimonies, it was revealed that along with his machete, he had a flashlight, right? So the prosecution was arguing that if he had just used his flashlight instead of his knife first, he would have seen that it was a group of women, not ghosts, and thus he would have prevented their attack. So do you see you're following along? with? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm just so sad for those women.
0: Yeah, it it was very... They were just
1: straight chilling outside one night.
0: But it was also like... I guess, midnight and, like, gathering yeah, flowers.
1: but we should be allowed to go outside at night. And I think
0: the reason, so when I was reading up on this case, um, that field, because it's government land, mm-hmm. it's, like, you can't just, you know, go on there and, like, build something or, like, yeah. take something from it. It's, like, government land. So they also had, like, security, two security guards, like, just roping the fields. Um, And though people used it to, like, cut, you know, go to their villages or whatever, you can't just take stuff out. So I think they were doing it in the middle of the night to also not be caught by the security guards. Makes sense. Um, So I think that's the reason they were there. But, um, the end of the trial, um, the learned Sessions judge upheld the original acquittal and declared that Ram was not guilty of any illegal offense. Ram had actually acted in good faith, um and had genuinely believed he was attacking ghosts. He basically made a mistake, and it was a mistake that was justified.
1: But, like, what would your machete do against a
0: ghost? Like,
1: was he just not processing this?
0: Basically, like, I don't think you're... I think when you're in that state of mind, and you, um, like like you know you're just you're like oh i'm just going to like attack ghosts yeah, can you, you know?
1: imagine just you getting your girls together and just being like let's go flower picking let's do something a little dangerous and then you just get attacked it's i can't i, mean, ra- I can't wrap my head around it and i'm just so heartbroken for those women and just ugh.
0: and i think um what the judge has to say next also plays why mm-hmm. ram really couldn't be um like charged with it, which I do see the judge's point. So the judge went on to say that the aerodrome is notorious for being haunted. Ram, Jagat, and Patro and all the other villagers believed in the idea of ghost and ghosts, and that certainty of that belief is what drove Ram's actions. The night that they left was to specifically see ghosts, and when they saw something ghost-like, it was really really hard to argue that it wasn't ghosts. And not to mention the fact that no one basically stopped him. Um, Because they all believed it was ghosts. Literally, there's uh, a source that says that when they were walking, like, when they saw the light and the flickering um, apparitions, Patro basically points out and goes, hey, look at those ghosts. (sighs) So the thing is, it was, like, the state of mind that, like, everybody in the surrounding villages and themselves believed so much in the supernatural that they... They just didn't
1: even think it could be anything else.
0: Exactly. So that's why the judge was like, I, I think he made a mistake, and mm-hmm. I, I do see it, but it's justified yeah. because of the state of mind given. Okay. So, interestingly, this is the rabbit hole I went down. Um, I did not think cases like this existed, but the judge um, in the the like, the like case um, trial analysis or whatever um, cited two other cases. This case was called Waram Singh versus the Emperor in 1926 and Buddha Ku um, versus the Emperor in 1943 and that have similar circumstances regarding people attacking ghosts and demons who turn out to be human beings at the wrong place at the wrong time. So those cases were actually really interesting. Um, I believe in one of them, it was like uh, this lady that attacks like um, a woman who she thinks is like a demon, and like just basically machetes her. But then she realizes, oh no, that's not a demon. That's like a woman. Like
1: take machetes away, <laughs> take them out of the equation. In all of these cases, were the victims women?
0: Um, no, I think one of them was actually maybe they were women. I don't know. I think I think one of them might have been a guy, but they were. And the other case, I mean, um, it's still
1: heartbreaking, no matter what gender, mm-hmm. if any gender. But
0: and the other case, um, as I recall, it was like uh, they like I think it was the woman actually, and she was like um, in like a graveyard, and she was I don't know doing doing something in the graveyard, and the guy passing by was like, "Holy shit, that's a ghost,"
1: and no. just attacked her,
0: and then like was like, "Oh no, that's not a ghost." And although those two cases have like slightly different like um, context to them. Um, the judge did cite them that, hey, this can happen, that people think that they're attacking ghosts, but they actually just turn out to be, um, and like human beings just at the wrong place at the wrong time. So, um, in the end, while his reaction was extreme, the murder was completely voidable if he just used a flashlight.
1: Just use your damn flashlight! Just confirm it is a
0: ghost before you act on anything, especially if you have a machete on hand. That's just my opinion. And it was not grounds for a guilty charge. So, in the end, the ghost stories, people's fears, and the vast eerie field surrounded by the supernatural all played a part to prime Rom for this bizarre attack. Ram walked away a free man who made a grave mistake that co- that cost one life and the grievous suffering to others. So, do you have any thoughts? I think I have a
1: lot of thoughts, but also at the same time, like, no thoughts. Um, As I just... <laughs> of no thoughts, I'm just thinking about how just regrettable it is that this happened, and that it's not the first time that this has happened. That this has happened a couple. Wow, I just like I'm heartbroken for the people that lost their lives, and just like don't go outside at night. Just stay in, lock yourself in. Don't do
0: anything. Well, it's very it's interesting terrifying. to me um, that like. So the sources that I found, they, they don't really go deeply into mm-hmm. like, you know, like, it's not like a, I mean, it's an older case. It's like, it's um, a really rural, rural yeah, rural place. Yeah. And like, you know, it's 19, um, um, what is it? Nineteen fifty-eight. So mm-hmm. like, you know, just got independence, like a couple. Yeah.
1: 1947. Was so the like, independence so like eight,
0: 11 years ago. So like not everything's been, you know.
1: When we're talking about independence, we're talking about India and Pakistan gaining independence from the British Empire. That would happen in 1947.
0: And um, so, like, you know, so I, there was not a lot of basically sources on, like, who the victims were. but It was basically a case analysis that I could find, and it was just pretty much the same Mm -hmm. thing that was being told. Um, So, I guess, like, you know, to find out more about the victims and, and actually, like, what went down and why they were there. I mean, they were there to collect flowers. Yeah. Um, but. I mean,
1: even the other lady, she was in a, in a graveyard, right? A cemetery? Yeah.
0: yeah, and there's a different, like, that's a different, like, case. That's so case. yeah, but... So sure. she was there for some other reason. Um, but the fact that, like, I guess blew my mind is, like, I never thought about th- this kind of case, like, happening. Um, because I've only heard of, like, I-, I don't know, cases, like, in the United States yeah. or something yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's, right. like... This is very like this is a different context to it and a different kind of um, true crime case. Yeah, it's like, a
1: different backdrop to it. You know, like we think. I mean, at least I think that 1950s isn't that long ago. It's relatively, you know, modern times. But like, man, shit was getting crazy there. There were just people using machetes and stuff. Did you ever find like
0: what the dates were on the other cases? Yeah. So it was 1926
1: and 1943. Okay. So not too long before it had happened. Yeah.
0: And and the thing is, that these were just two cases that were cited. There's actually a bunch more. A bunch more. more? Yeah. And I think it's just because like, like it's again it comes down to the idea that like the supernatural and like the role that it plays in culture and in that society and people's fear and how the ghost stories are like written and like, mm-hmm. you know like handed down and passed down and how they can they can all like prime to create this kind of attacker. I mean, I yeah. I, I genuinely don't think Ron I mean, was being. I mean, he was scared. I, I think completely understand. He, he was, was scared. Eager. Yeah, eager and scared. And I, but I do see that like in a point where you're afraid, you would not think rationally to be like I like you know given let the choice between let me check it out. Yeah, let me check it out. It was like fear, and you have to think that um like it was cited that like this man actually genuinely believed it. And it was like the idea that nobody around him, nobody around the villages, nobody around him, like where he grew up or whatever, like ever told him that ghosts are not real. And that like, like it, you know, it can't be ghosts basically.
1: Yeah. They went out looking for ghosts. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they saw (laughs) affirmed in, they were like, let's go. And
0: That's also like, I don't think it's irony. I think it's just like, maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not smart. Um, (laughs) But it's the idea that the day they were like, oh, maybe we'll see some ghosts, and those women just happened to to be be there.
1: there. Like,
0: that's kind of crazy. Like, the timing of it. The
1: coincidence is just terrible. Makes me Mm -hmm. really sad. but yeah, that's, I was genuinely expecting it to be just like, oh, they accidentally killed a member of their group and that's it.
0: I well, thought they was, did hit
1: Patrick. I mean, <laughs> Poor did, Patrick. They did. We
0: shouldn't laugh. Him. I mean, I he thought, got bludgeoned. They,
1: they did. <laughs> but he
0: was alive. You no. Know.
1: They did hit him, but I genuinely thought, like, when you called it the murder of ghosts, I was like, oh, they probably saw nothing and then he just freaked out and he probably just, like, hurt his friend or, or, or that lad that was with him. I just did not expect it to be actual people, which is just, again, really regrettable. But on a lighter note, um, you know, this case had uh, a lot of twists and turns. It was really twisty, as was our licorice, which I'm genuinely really enjoying. This is actually really good. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely going to get these again. Yeah, I would get these again, too.
1: If you stop by Trader Joe's, get yourself some soft strawberry licorice
0: twists. This is not an ad for Trader Joe's. It's not an ad for Trader (laughs) Joe's. I'm just telling
1: you to get some because this shit's good. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, once we mentioned the licorice twist, because we needed to give them a shout out, um, yeah, bippity-boppity-boo, bitches, we did the thing. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm talking to you, Mom, and our two cats. I would say they're like our familiars, but that's witch territory. And remember, we're the scary godmothers. Be sure to follow Scary Godmothers on Insta and come find us wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.